We've been fighting a long time. We are outnumbered by machines. Humans have a strength that cannot be measured. This is John Connor. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. This thing is something we've never seen before. My name is Marcus Wright. You think you're human? I am human. I'm the only hope you have. Welcome back to the Film Rollcast, where we are going to review Terminator Salvation. The one Terminator that divulges, or not divulges, what is it when you divert? Fuck. I meant to say divert. I said divulges. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fuck, uh, for God's sake. Um, divert from a lot of the other Terminators. The one Terminator. Dez. Dez. <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to be serious again. The Dez. What are you, I don't even know where you're going. What? No. I, I, the, what I was trying to say is the one Terminator that diverts from the others in terms of, you know, tries to be a bit braver. But and we're going to see if it's going to work. Yeah, divulges. I obviously got the lexicon wrong, didn't I? I got the word wrong. <laughs> <laughs> diverts. Diverts. No, no, no. Keep, keep it in, yeah? Because I want everyone to know that I have trouble with words, yeah? And I want everyone to know that Stu and Neil hate people that have trouble. They're the bullies no. at school. They're the no. bullies at school. Just put you. people like me down. Just, just me. Oh, just you. Um, just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, basically, Terminator Salvation. What film are we doing then? <laughs> Terminator, Terminator Salvation, I, I really hope. I did, I, did, I did watch the right one, didn't I? It is the one where Christian Bale goes batshit crazy. It is. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Later, yeah. He does, doesn't he? Um. Yeah, so I, I mean, Stu, you haven't watched it until this review, is that correct? That is correct, yes. I've never seen this film before. It was oh, it's gonna be interesting. I wanted to see, but I just couldn't be asked. It just didn't interest <laughs> me after number three. And I just thought, oh, God, and I saw clips of it, and I just thought, this doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in wow. this part of the story, and it didn't need any more. So. Oh. And it was strange okay. because I saw The Dark Knight in the cinema, which was a year before this, I saw it in, like, I don't know, IMAX and just everything. I saw it so many times at the cinema, and I loved it. So it wasn't the fact that it was Christian Bale, because I love Christian Bale, but it was just the... I was bored of the story. I couldn't see where they could go that would capture my interest, so I didn't bother. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, Neil, did you see it at the cinema? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I. Oh, I'm the only one then. I, I, I rushed to the cinema to see it. Um, no, I don't think I did anyway. I can't, I mean, no. It was a long, long time ago, so I perhaps I did, but I know I was. I anticipated it coming out because of how much I like the franchise. Mm. Even after the debacle of number three, I still wanted to see it. Um, obviously, because it's set in a different time. So, like you said at the start, it went in a different direction. So I was interested to see how they were going to do it. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, for me, yeah, one of the most exciting things about the franchise up until this point was that short 30, well, the 30 second one minute clip at the beginning of Terminator 2, The Future War. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the idea of having that in a film, I was like, oh, my God, that could that could be amazing, which is why I was quite excited about this film. 
So when you left the cinema, how do you did you, do you remember kind of what you thought about it at the time? Yeah, I wasn't. I was definitely not as excited. It, <laughs> I think this one, although it's going to be interesting when when we come up from where this, how good is this compared to the rest of the franchise? But I do, I do think they had the potential for a very good ideas and a very good film. And it's kind of like they just missed the goalpost, not by a massive amount, but enough to make me think I didn't want to watch it the next day or straight away. You know, when you really like a film, I think you do mm. as well, that you think, yeah. all right, I'm going to watch it next week on the cinema again. I really enjoyed it. I didn't get that feeling from it, although I didn't dislike it that much either. It, I did, wasn't ap- apathy, but not too far away. But I mean, this is six years after Rise of the Machines. So it wasn't like, uh, I don't think, I don't, I don't remember anyway, that we were asking for another Terminator film. No, but that's because three happened, and no one wanted anything after that because it was trash. But it was to me, it kind of the third one was yeah, the third one wasn't that good to be honest. But but then you picked someone like six years later, then someone came along who's just done Cypress Hill and uh, Smash Mouth videos and crap like that, and Offspring, and Charlie's Angels, Don't uh, Charlie's Angels, Angels. <laughs> yeah, back in two thousand. Yeah, and then Full Throttle in 2003. Then no. he did just um, music videos again. Then he picked up the Terminator franchise, which is a massive thing to do. And I think these days you can afford to make a shit film and still bounce back. I honestly think you can. I don't think there's that much criticism because you can just do so much. But I don't know why they felt the need six years later to pick it up and I think no disrespect to McGee when I say no disrespect it's one of those things where I'm going to disrespect him but for someone like (laughs) McGee to come along and do it again it doesn't interest me this guy can't give me anything that's really going to get me excited it's just I don't know why they needed to do it again I really don't one and two was great three was good four we'll have to wait and see but I just don't I know where they can go. The next already. film, I've not even seen the next one. <laughs> oh my what, god! You know what I mean? Where can they go with this that would make me interested? Well, this is what I've said many, many times, and that is that they tend to do things to death, don't they? So yeah. there is people out there that love the Terminator idea of the Terminator and the franchise of time travel and you know and all this end of the world stuff. And I am one of those people. I've got to admit that. But. There's a point in a time, like anything, where you just have to put it down and leave it alone for a bit. It's I take the Batman franchise, for example. Now, 1960s, it was huge. Didn't get touched again until the late 80s, early 90s. And the first two films were absolutely brilliant. And then they fucked it up by making a further two, which were god awful. It's been clear, but they think, got greedy with the other two, didn't they, I think? They did, the but first... this is the point. And then they left it alone again and then recreated it again with Christian Bale. Again, did a fantastic job. But without leaving it that long, they've then reinvented it again with Batfleck. And now they're reinventing it again, aren't they, with the other guy? They just can't leave things alone because yeah. people will always be interested in it. It's just like you said, though, Stu, people get away with making shit these days. They do, yeah. but you've got to wonder... They get away with making shit. And a lot of the time, one of the reasons is, uh, is either a big name, a big franchise like hmm. Terminator or, or a remake, which almost sells on the name itself. 
Yeah. And then a lot of people, it'll have a good opening first couple of weekends and quite quickly go down. But those opening weekends worldwide would have arguably made it enough money um, to, if not be a success, at least to break even, you know? Yeah. Was yeah. this film a success financially? Because apparently it cost $200 million to make. And it was the yeah. most expensive independent film of that era. It was huge, it was wasn't it? It made 371 million gross so, estimated worldwide. So, and I suppose so, you've got I mean, DVD sales, merchandise on top of that. So, it didn't it, do I'd badly, say, did it? No, it fairness. doubled its money. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't say that's a failure, even if you don't particularly like it, or you feel that there wasn't nece- you weren't asking for one. Clearly, lots and lots of people were still interested in it, especially because they went down a different avenue i think if they'd done yet another remake of one and two like they did in three it wouldn't have done anywhere near as well well i mean yeah sorry sorry no i think you're you think you hit you hit the nail on the head there the one different thing about this movie i think is one of its main credits it does do something different you take this movie away and one two three five and six arguably are very a bit similar enough to you think oh my god if you watch them all in a row you'd be probably quite shocked i imagine yeah yeah it's it's very similar story that's just tweaked so it can be ever Mm. so slightly different like you said at the beginning this is the only one that took us to a future where the you know where judgment day happens Mm. yeah i don't did we i don't know was that really needed though i think so I don't think it was, to be honest. I think if you start playing with timelines, I, I think then you get it just gets too confusing, and you and the timeline here doesn't really match, does it? Okay, well, it doesn't, but it's a it's a it's a prequel of Terminator One ish because it's how John Connor met Carl Reese, really, isn't it? But there's I don't understand in this why uh, Carl Reese is number one target for the Terminators because how are they going to know to take him out how are they going to know he went into the future they don't know that do they it doesn't make sense that that is a very big plot hole you are right yeah so I I think that's what I mean I think if you're going to do these things into the future you've got to explain them properly because it's a case of well why is he number one because it (laughs) then just it just doesn't make sense whatsoever so and if he would have if they would have killed Carl Reese what would have happened then? Would Christian Bale's character just vanish like Back to the Future style? How would it have changed? I, well, he's there. We don't ever find that out, do we? So, but it, yeah, I know. I, I guess I can see what you're saying. I guess the only way you can sort of do it is that weird, fucked up. If it never happened, you know how that whole sort of time travel sort of law if you like that they talk about in back to the future and stuff like that surely they know who he is because john connor's alive so somewhere 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 it's been mentioned that he's john connor's dad because it's already happened but he hasn't he's not old enough to be sent back yet and the terminator we did know who he was well it wasn't even known that he knew he was was killed so I know, I know what you're saying, but it's that confusing thing of surely because it's already happened mm. in the future for him to be sent back to the past because John Connor's alive, 
they must know who he is. So, so what are you saying? Because one thing I did... <laughs> it's confusing, isn't it? That's very... Even saying it sounds confusing, but in but, order for John Connor to be alive, it's already happened. He's already been, he's been sent back in the future, hasn't he? No, yeah, it's, but it's not... screwed up. Yeah, but, but he... the Terminators. But yeah, but they didn't know he was being sent back. The the T eight hundreds didn't know he was being sent back. That John uh, that Carl uh, Reese was. So, and the only Terminator we did know about it was killed. So and that hasn't happened yeah. yet. So no, I know, I know what you're saying. It's unless, uh, unless yeah, uh, a Terminator, uh, unless John Connor has somehow released to divulge the information to somebody or somebody listening that Carl Reese is quite important at some point. Obviously, we don't, don't get know. that. We don't know. Maybe. We don't know. Um, but the Terminator anyway. itself, as we mentioned, is a paradox. Terminator go back in time kills John Connor. At that point, there's no reason for that Terminator to go back in time, just because John Connor wouldn't exist. It wouldn't have existed, so they wouldn't have sent that Terminator back in time in the future. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's a time true. travel film, isn't it? It's. it's and then a Terminator kills it. John Connor. So, which Terminator well, kills John Connor? Well, this is interesting because there is. I mean, there, do you know there was meant to be an alternate ending, wasn't there, Neil? Did you know about that? There was a few endings, isn't there? Mm. But yeah, one of them was that he dies and then the other person in this is then used to infiltrate them. It's all very confusing. There was lots of things leaked, wasn't there? Was there an ending like where they all jumped up and high-fived and it paused, just like old-school films, like Street Fighter? Yeah, that was the one that was leaked first, and then they realised that Street Fighter had already done it, so they changed it. Yeah, and they can they can't better a film like that. No, no. who can? No, who can? You, you can't. You can't. And also, why are they making the T eight hundreds? Which is, if correct me if I'm wrong, because I get confused. Which is a Terminator from the first film, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So why are they making the T eight hundreds if they've already made and proven, which is, um said at some point by uh i can't remember her name now head of the bottom carter's character that they've infiltrated that you've done for what we have tried to do for ages and if sam worthington's character is so advanced why are they still making the t-800s when they've made this terminator he was a prototype, though, wasn't so advanced it? it's just utter fucking nonsense oh, i've got a question for you Stu. Yeah. Go for it. As long as it's not like... maths. I do not know no, maths. No, no, nor do I. <laughs> as long as it's not maths. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking at the end of this film, would it then have been better that the storyline would have been about the Terminator's new secret weapon, obviously being the time machine, and the film kind of ended as Carl Reese had to go back in time when they realised that they sent the Terminator back, and that would have been the mission of the film. So it would have been much more set forward, and you wouldn't have had all these questions. And now, you would have something that linked you with the first film. Bear in mind, just ask that question, that this film was supposed to be a franchise of series oh, right, of films. Ah, I see. So this yeah, was just the first in a franchise of three they wanted to make, but the company went bust and then was sold to somebody else and they never made any more. Oh, OK. Mm. So that might oh, yeah. have been where yeah, they went. Been. John Connor in this, not John Connor, sorry, Carl Reese in this is very young, isn't he? In the sense of his early, early 20s. Yeah, he's almost... He's Chekhov from Star Trek, isn't he? Yeah. Star Trek so, remake. 
if you sent him back at the end of this film to go and save Sarah Connor, that would be a very big it would, wouldn't, boo-boo, it? wouldn't it? Because there's no way he's anywhere near. Oh, no, no, I mean, you would have had to recast him. Are you really? Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You would have had to recast him. No, I'm just saying, would that have been a story more people would have been interested in? Um, I don't know. Kind of like, a, and then it kind of links in. Kind of like what Rogue One did with uh, the ending of Rogue One, did with the beginning of um, A New Hope kind of thing, you know? I would have um, liked that. That would have been good. Yeah. A lot of films do that, and I think it works out really well. Like Final Destination, the I think the fifth or sixth one, actually went full circle where the, they were killed by the plane um that was destroyed in the first one and i thought it would tied in really well but yeah. also um obviously as we're doing all of them why where was kate brewster that would have been really nice if kate brewster was in this as well not as the um, the same actress not as claire danes but if they had that character um who was in it as well i mean I, i've got no problem with um that bryce dallas howard i think she's really good and even better like what she did for the mandalorian but that would have been another nice tie-in because they did say that um, John Connor ha- settles down with her and has a child, doesn't she? Well, she yes. is pregnant in this, and she's called Kate, but she's called Kate Connor. So clearly they've got married. Um, why oh, didn't yeah. they have... Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh. Yes, they've, they've done it. And why didn't they have Claire Danes, I wonder? Because that would have been awesome. Probably. Probably because they didn't have the other guy playing John Connor. They had they decided on Christian Bale. Ah, uh, see, I never picked up a name. That is very well done, Neil. Thank you, Neil, for that, my friend. That's very, right. very that's, good. That's okay. So, I like. Oh, and I was surprised that um, Helena Bonham Carter wasn't in this more. I know you hinted last time that um, she was only in it a bit, but I thought she was really good, and I think she's got such good screen presence. And I didn't know where she was going like, with this character. Sounds like you disagree with that one comment. Uh, I like her as an actor. Actor, she's she's very good. And I thought at the beginning of the film she was actually very. But at the end of it, I didn't. I didn't like her in that bit, to be honest. No, when they put her on a screen and she it's, changed into everyone else, it, it just. And yeah. you know, she's a, a recording or part of the computer. I guess I don't know. It's not particularly explained. Yeah, I think there's too much of... emotion going on with it. And it yeah, just... I think it was a familiar face just to prove that I can be who you want. But yeah. I thought when she was actually in the um, correctional facility that she mm. looked, she did look very ill. But um, yeah, it was just good to see her. I, I thought she was very good. And also Sam Worthington, I think, I mean, I, well, I know we, we can talk about this at the end, but for me, the star of this film is Sam Worthington. It isn't Christian Bale. I think Sam Worthington really takes command of this film and the screen as well. I think he really is the star of this. I think Christian Bale just always plays second to Worthington when he's on screen. But is that because also the script made, it was about Sam Worthington and his, albeit relatively short character arc from being a bit of an a-hole to caring something about more than himself to then, you know, after what he said to Helen Carter's character to then giving his life up for John Connor. I mean, the film was, I think it was meant to be about him. Whether that was a mistake or not, I don't know. So I think John Connor was always going to be a uh, a secondary, albeit important, character. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I get too many hints from Bale uh, with regards to being Batman. He goes, when he's by the helicopter <laughs> at the start, he goes full on Batman. With some of the things he says and his voice, where are you? Just like, <laughs> who are you trying to be? And uh, I think 
overacting. Christian Bale overacts in this so much when he's giving those chest compressions at the end. I mean, uh, yeah, but, it's yeah just... you say that, but he is trying. I'm, I'm not trying to defend him, but it, but you have to remember that Sam Worthington he has like a solid steel or metal chest. So a normal, normally doing it to like bloody the, the Bee Gees staying alive is not going to happen. That's why he's got to smack it really hard. I love it if they'd done that. He just starts singing. <laughs> Staying alive, staying alive. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Rewrite it, McGee. Fucking do that, please. <laughs> to be fair, apparently, and this sort of reads into what you're saying, Stu. Apparently, the plot was very different at the beginning, and John Connor was not really going to feature in this film very much at all. And Christian Bale was approached to play Marcus Wright. However, oh. he was more interested in the John Connor role, so they altered the script to focus on him more heavily in the film see not having john connor in the future thing would have been the worst decision they would have made that yeah. i think that would have made this film that uh, that's that was that was definitely a good change wasn't it i think it was yeah. but it just goes to show Stu's point and what you said james about the fact that you know it clearly was you know beefed up for him to be in it so yes yeah. You know, he John Connor would have been in it, but it would never been in it as much. But there again, I think the story arc with him and his plight against the Terminators and saving people adds to it massively. Because if you were just following Marcus Wright about pretending he didn't know or not knowing who the fuck he is, I think it got quite boring quite quickly. Mm. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's just two different paths they obviously take, but. Yeah, I like Sam Worthington. I, I just think hmm. there was, I mean, obviously, this, we're going to ruin this film completely, as in talk about it. There was no surprise to me that he ended up being a Terminator when I first watched this. Well, funny you say that, Stu, because in the trailer, that scene where he's, you sh- he's shown he's not human and you see the method on his chest. Stupidly, that was shown in the trailer as well. Oh, of course it was. No. I'm not joking. It was that was shown in the trailer, which took away any potential surprise. <laughs> it's so stupid. I thought that was ridiculous. It kind uh, of like I don't want to say ruin the surprise because, as you mentioned, I don't think I would have been that surprised. But for anyone watching as well, any, any doubt, you know what I mean? That kind of confirmed it straight away. Well, I'm not being yeah. funny. Uh, considering the scene in which he appears and what he appears from, if he's not a Terminator, he's one our bastard, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. And Let's it gives it away also with the traditional. The bit where he's with um, that, what's her name, Moon, and when he gets hit in the face and he kind of brings his head back and does that look around, just like Schwarzenegger does, and yeah. um, there's a like lot all of the Terminators have. So it was a real. There's a lot of homages in this film. Yeah, there? And that there's mind a lot sticking of to his legs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they do. Anyway, are we mm. going from the beginning or are we just talking about it generally? Yeah, we can we can go from the beginning. I mean, where um, obviously. We got the credits. We got the music. Um, <laughs> We're not going to be that descriptive, surely. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first... first scene, he looks like he's, you know, upset about something. He's he is. He's in, a, he, yeah. he's in a. He's in a cell. We very quickly worth it. We'll learn that. Good old Sam. Sam Worthy turns on death row, and uh, and um um oh god. Hello now. That's it, Helena Bonacarta. Dr. Serena Kogan. Dr. Serena Kogan basically turns up and says, can you sign this? Um, it, it's for science. 
Um, I didn't. I mean, he he says I've killed two cops. I'm not a nice person. Then he says, you know, you're kind of like got a death sentence. Rob kisses her, and then says, "That's what death tastes like." I thought that was really horrible. I but, like that. I like, I like that. that line as well. I thought that was I really that one day. Yeah, it's a real wicked. What are you going to kiss someone like that then? One day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never have to. I hope I never have to. But, um, yeah, because I'm horrible. So he gets signed over. He signs his body over to. Is it Cyberdyne or Skynet? Yes, Which one? Cyberdyne, isn't it? And they they make Skynet. So it's yeah, Cyberdyne. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes gets on the. It's a lethal injection. I wondered, was did he actually die, or did they just put him unconscious so they could be experimented on? What was your take on this? Because they clearly inject something into him. I didn't know what it was. Um, I think I think he died, and they like mm. froze his, froze him. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because so, otherwise, so keeping his yeah, I don't think his brain would have lived that much, that uh, that long, unless right. it, there, it was some kind of frozen or. Because it was two thousand and three, or... wasn't it? And then he comes yeah. back out. At, in 2018 so it's a long long time it's quite strange isn't it because i I, always makes me chuckle obviously we're 2001 um and when you see these films bear in mind it was 2009 and this is set what it's going to be like in 2018 and thankfully it isn't but if it was me i would have put this down in 2035 something like that more into the future i think think ages yeah I think that's why you you don't put the time and date. You put sometime in the future instead. Present day. Some Top films. Gun did that really well. Middle of the Indian yeah. Ocean. Present day can't be yeah. it. Yeah. I think what they were trying to do, weren't they? This is the timeline. Is that the the bombs have just fallen and humanity are still somewhat got a military presence and stuff like that. So it isn't at the point. Yeah in the Terminator films where there's skulls all over, the, all over the floor and there's millions of T-800s running about the place without any skin on. It's very much still at the start of Skynet getting mm, a yeah. foothold. Yeah, so, that's right. But yeah, I, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Because they were damned if you do, damned if you don't. If they don't put yeah. a year in, people would be criticised. If you do, then exactly. you're going to be like me and go through the timelines and be a moany <laughs> bitch about it. <laughs> but I mean, it kicks off with the action when you've got all these helicopters coming in, fighting the Terminators, and it's good to see the Terminators straight away. And you get Christian Bale full on Batman mode. I mean, he comes across as such a serious. I know this is his role, but he enjoys playing the serious roles, doesn't he? Really intense. And I'd love to know, and I don't know whether you know. If anybody else does, let us know at a uh, filmrealcast at gmail dot com or on Twitter at all. But what scene in particular? when Christian Bale had his outburst, because uh, I don't know if you've heard it. I mean, you heard it. I sent it on um, YouTube. Yeah. But it's one serious fucking outburst, isn't it, of the lighting guy? Kick your fucking ass! I want you off the fucking set, you prick! Sorry. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. What the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No. No. Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. And he's hey. even tried to apologise to the poor bloke, and he just will not have it. Hey, it's, it's awful what he said. 
I mean, yeah, yeah you can't is. defend him at all, can you? You cannot defend him. No. Yes, he's walked into the shop and it's not the first time. So he's clearly peed off with him. But, you know, he's even told, take five, you know, just walk it off. And he's refusing to do that. And he's just, he goes apoplectic. He just can't deal with it. So he's clearly having a bad day. I would have told him to stick it right up his arsehole. Honestly. I'm surprised but, he didn't get yeah. knocked out. Yeah, I would. I, have done I, that. I think they should have kept that in the film and carried on shooting. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I think it's great. I would have apologised profusely, and I would have honestly begged and apologised as soon as they started filming again. I would I have done exactly the same. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yes. I would have gone on to the middle of the set and had a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would, egotistical asshole. I mean, I know Tom Cruise has done that, and yeah, he that. got slated as well. I'd have gone up to him personally and told him that Adam West could have him in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and beat him in a dance-off. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, honestly, Justice League is much better than Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the ultimate insult. Yeah, exactly. And drop the mic. But everyone concentrates. Everyone is passionate about what they do, especially the money he's getting. He's got a reputation. But just his outburst, it really put me off him. Uh, and I just didn't like that. I just think you're a complete arrogant twat. Yeah. yeah. So, As Neil said, you can't really defend him, can you, after hearing that? No, no 100% not. 100%. I mean, we the context so. of it. Yeah, there, there, there may be other other around it. But basing just our opinions alone on that, yeah, I think you, you're right. Excellent. And so they go down into this kind of mining facility underground. There's loads of humans here question why the humans there i know they do mention in the first one that the humans are used as slaves but why are they used as slaves when there's so many machines about cheap labor i don't know i, I and think they're, they're there to be experimented on i think they're not there as labor i think that facility well yeah we see that human later, experiments yeah. don't we so mm. you know they're obviously like cattle in this particular mm-hmm. part and do you spot terry cruz yeah <laughs> Yeah, gutted. I like Terry Crews. Oh, I'm surprised he wasn't in it more. He's just, you know. Yeah, he's a funny fucking guy. Honestly. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, should, I would have put on the poster starring Terry Crews next to Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> just as like a little. Crews should have got for this. Yeah. <laughs> I've got over Christian Bale. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, yeah. supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry, Terry Crews. Out acts Bale. Yeah. <laughs> Laying there, shot dead. <laughs> so funny, but like he wants to kind of rescue the people. We told no, that's not our mission. Um, and they look at the schematics for the T eight hundred, don't they? Is that they right? They do. Yeah. So and then as he flies away, he's in the helicopter, and the helicopter gets shot down. And I really do like the fight he has when he crash lands. There's a T eight hundred on the floor, just half of one. And it's a brilliant fight. I mean, I think it's great he's getting thrown around. And the fact that he's getting thrown around and this T-800 is just on the floor still chucking Bale around. I think it's, uh, it's good. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed I, it. I have to correct I you very you quickly. Was, I, I bet you Neil was going to say Go one or two it. things. Yeah. I don't know if I'm predicting there. One, um, that, T, that, that, T, that, that what, a T-600 or whatever, whatever it is, there's no way... <laughs> There's no way that's going to be. It's not six foot tall, by the way, because he was standing up when he grabbed him. Or are you, or Neil, are you upset that the fact that this Terminator is going to kill him just throws him around again? 
we've had another film where Terminator's throwing somebody around. A bit of both. One okay. is a T600, not yeah. an 800, because they're the original ones that were easily spotted by people, hence why they made the T800s. Nerd alert. And yeah, yeah <laughs> why does why does he throw him around three times when he could have just broken his fucking neck or punched through his chest straight away? Yeah, given that, I completely agree with that. They, that's what they always do, isn't it? Why do they yeah. tell people what the plan is when they've got them tied up and leave them alone? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's like a trope, isn't it? That I think yeah. we kind of uh, when we watch unless we're watching it to review a film, I think most of the audience just kind of accepts it. Oh, good fight scene, which, yeah. which, and and it, and it was. It was really good to see it. Him crawling through the helicopter as well. It was, it was almost like a homage to the first Terminator. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I say, there's a lot of homages, isn't there, mm. in this? But when so, they call him on the radio, though, straight after, that's when he goes Batman mode, oh, and that's when I just. look at him and think, "Oh, you're a penis. You really are. It's just yeah. fucking." Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I, honestly, I just wanted Alfred to walk along. <laughs> so someday I don't want to be proved right and <laughs> just walk off again. That's it, but yeah, it's um, but yeah, then you see Sam Worthington, and uh, yeah, he's just it's a giveaway, as you said earlier, Neil, that he's from the site of where all of these people were. I suppose you can interpret it that he might have been a prisoner overlooked, but the fact that he's ripped and he never eats or drinks through the film is also another hint for the fact that he's not quite right, and then. Um, Bale goes down and he wants to go to the headquarters and I was really surprised and I was really happy that Michael Ironside was in this I love Michael Ironside I've just watched Fast Troopers again he's such a legend this guy he really is a leader that's on uh, Prince Charles at the moment actually oh Starship uh, Troopers Starship is it? Troopers yeah they're doing a trilogy of films and that's part of it that's they're doing some awesome. sci-fi cool shit so oh, that is so good it's so Apparently, good and, Go you never it. see him sitting down in this film, Ironside, because he's literally just had surgery after breaking his back or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. He did. <laughs> he was doing some roofing at home, wasn't he? Yeah. And I can't imagine Michael Ironside doing DIY, you know? It's just incredible. I can imagine he's so serious. and it, I wouldn't want to help him. I'd be frightened of fucking something up because he's Could such a serious guy. If he misplaced a tile or something, he'd just fucking go <laughs> ham on it and just <laughs> rip it all up. <laughs> And give it that look. His wife will come out. Are you right, dear? <laughs> he just gives you one look, and that yeah. is it. But she just goes back done. inside with their lemonade. So I'll leave you to it. <laughs> How did? Because Bale wants to go and see the leader. Wants to go and see Ironside. Who's in a submarine? He's like, no, you're not going down. Not going down there. So he's like, he does what he does best, which is his own thing. And he jumps off into the sea. What does he do? Swim down to the submarine and open the door while it's underwater. I mean, what a lot of nonsense. That yeah. should have been explained. We swim Oi. and knock on the side there. <laughs> it's just at the window. Hello. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand it. I mean, I know we're being really critical because of obviously what we're doing, but. It just, it was weird. I, I didn't need that. I, I didn't care how he got down there. If you show me, then I'm going to look at it and ask questions. But that's when I come up with the fact that there's this kind of, I, I don't know, like a sonar that, that they realise that the, is it the T8 or T800, 600? Sorry, Neil, if I get it wrong, it must infuriate you. Is it, it the, T, the T150s that 
It's the they get it. 25.2. <laughs> who's who's using this beacon thing? I didn't really understand it. It's the signals that goes through all of the machines, basically, and it switches them off. That's what they think they found. So they've got a blocker mm. to block the signal and shut everyone down. Yeah, basically. So it's all run from Skynet is the premise, I believe. And if you block this signal, then they just basically switch off. And right. Until the signals like then turned off and then they come back again, if you like. It's almost like put them to sleep. I think that's quite a good thing. I quite like the idea of that. And it's simplicity. I think it works mm. very well as a concept. What do you think, guys? What do you reckon, James? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think it's a good idea. It, it's the closest thing they kind of get to a virus to kind of like stop stop all of them. So I like it. The fact that they can think he can win the war is believable. Obviously, it ends up being something slightly different. But yeah. Yeah. The, the picture, when um, Bale goes back to his is kind of base and he looked at the picture of Sarah Connor. Wasn't that picture set on fire? Am I getting confused? That picture was set on fire later in the um, because Carl Reese drops it in a in a flashback in the first Terminator film once he's got the photo, albeit Carl Reese is a lot older than. Okay. I remember it was set on fire. I just couldn't remember when. He, he sits down and listens to the tapes to his mum, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, well yeah the the tape is the, the the tapes are not exactly what Sarah Connor says. Um, in in when you if you compare the the end of the Terminator, I think Neil Neil might be able to correct me from this if I'm wrong. The end of the Terminator and this one, the tape, what she says is slightly different, and the I think the photo is slightly more zoomed in than the original one was. I think potentially. I mean, apparently there was numerous tapes, so that's how they probably get around that. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, and Sarah, what's her face? Uh, Linda Hamilton was uncredited, but she recorded did voice recordings for this for that those mm-hmm. particular scenes but she's uncredited in it okay but yeah so, so when there's numerous tapes sorry Stu. no the next scene when which i quite enjoyed you go and see um uh, sam worthington marcus wright's character obviously he doesn't know what's going on he's just woken up he's got amnesia that's pretty evident and He's walking in the middle of the street and he he sees a uh, Terminator. What is it? Is that a T six hundred, T eight hundred? T six aren't out yet. All oh, right, okay. It's like the new iPhone. It's going to be there eventually and cost twice as much. So yeah. the six hundred, this Terminator, when you see him walking along, it looks like a guy in a suit. It Doesn't probably look like is. a robot. It it probably is a guy in a suit. Because it, it's not supposed to be, obviously. Because when you look at it, it it's quite thick. Like, the legs on it are quite thick. And it's interesting that it's got a pair of boots on when it's a robot. It's it's just really, really strange. It does look like a guy with rags on in a suit. But I think it's good the way he gets strung up and he shoots his own leg off. Um, and he carries on after them. And that's when you you meet um, Carl Reese. And then they're with a, uh, another little kid called Star, who is apparently deaf. But... I thought it was quite good. I, I quite enjoyed the fact that even at this point, for those who didn't know, that you don't know what side Sam Worthington's on. And you don't know no. if he's got an agenda or not. And they take that Terminator out, which is really, really good. I love the way they take him out. But I just found it a good action scene, a good introduction to Carl Reese. Um, and it keeps you guessing with Sam Worthington because he's not a dick. He's not an arsehole in this at all. I don't think he is anyway. I don't know whether... You guys disagree with that, but 
I really, I thought, really like his character. I thought he was at the beginning, but he, um, with the, he's like admitted where he killed the two cops. That's what death kind of tastes like. Um, so yeah, I mean, he did have a kind of a character arc in a way because I think he was still kind of selfish. Because if you remember initially, we fast forward it to once Carl Reese saved him, he was he was going to. It looked like when they found the car, he was going to leave them and just yeah. take the car. If you remember. Mm. And it was only because they're getting shot at or whatever. He was like, okay, you might as well come with me. Yes. He needed yeah. their help, didn't he, really? Rather yeah, than just... in the end. But, but he, it, it yeah. did appear he was prepared to just leave them. Um, and whereas uh, when we get to the end of the film, he gives up his life to save John Connor. So there was that kind of a character. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't think he was a dick, but he wasn't the same person then as he was once the film ended. I think he but, had changed a bit. But it, has he changed because... I mean, was he a dick in the start? And that's who he was. And he is like he is now because he's like synthetic skin and he's programmed to be that way. Oh, that's a, that is a film studies question, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. He, you, you know. He still thinks he is who he is from when he went on death row and he doesn't know why he's away. He doesn't know where he is. And he is a bit of a dick, like you say. And I think his character arc grows in this film I don't think it's programming I think it's just the, the case of they've made he's a prototype isn't he I don't think he was supposed to wake up when he woke up but there again that's kind of knocked out the park a little bit with the speech from Helena at the end saying we knew you'd make your way back here yeah eventually uh, that's what I, yeah so, exactly you know, it's weird isn't it that yeah. she says that because yeah it, it's even though I'll get, we'll get to the end of it and I'll talk about it because it's, it's confusing and irritating at the same time. But you do see where they're testing out this signal and they've got this kind of, we see it later on there in the water and they're kind of like snakes or, or something like eels and they hold it down and they use this signal and it does in fact work. Um, and it kind of disarms it and disables it. And, uh, and it's like they've got a portable shortwave which they can then take out and take other things out. And to them, this is a massive breakthrough. This is what they've been looking for. And they, from this, they honestly think that they can destroy Skynet and win this war, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's what they're hoping, isn't it? It's yeah. Fucking novices. I can't believe they honestly think that. So. Well, I suppose if you were in that desperate situation, you'd grasp onto anything, wouldn't you? you've actually found something that stops the unstoppable machines you think yeah i'll run with that i've been desperate many a times honestly yeah, really yeah. Have. <laughs> i did like the callback though and i took it as a callback when you've got sam worthington's character with carl reese with the shotgun tied to his arm and again that was a callback from the original terminator when he takes the police guy's shotgun and the way he uses it mm. i interpreted it that way i thought it was a uh, quite a nice shortcut and also We'll never know this, but I would—I think it would have been quite a good twist because Sam Worthington was brilliant at fixing things, and he fixed that radio. Then they heard John Connor's voice from the Resistance giving out some fucking boring message about how good he is, and listen to me. This is like an egotistical message, but it would have been nice. I, I, I don't think it was. I thought I it was. Nice it, I thought if it, I would have been like another message. Just you're so boring and depressing. Just have a laugh of a joke. You know, <laughs> so what do you want him to get on the radio and say then, Stu? What, what do you want him to do? Just like a riddle, just at the end of it. <laughs> a riddle? 
Yeah. Riddle me this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. You can say, this is the message. We need to stick together. And also, uh, what's read every day, but only left what? behind once? Then everyone can go, ooh, that's interesting. I know it might get them the top. Welcome to late light love stories. Exactly. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, but what is like Peter Griffin right? when they do uh, Blue Harvest. He goes, everything's uh, normal. How are you doing? And he goes, this is the late night love line. <laughs> but it would have been really nice if when Sam Worthington was fixing that radio and he fixed it and they couldn't fix it, that he was like, yeah, to be honest, I don't know how I'm doing this. I, I've never done this before. Just a little hint as in, like, yeah, I don't know why I'm so good at this. Uh, I think that would have been quite interesting because he does it and there's nothing to it. You know what I mean? If he would have said, yeah, I was a mechanic, I was an electrician, you'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's great. But I think I like little shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'll get that, I suppose. But, but it would have brightened up a real boring broadcast by um, <laughs> Christian wow. Bale. So. Really I, I do think it should have played music in the tournament. He does hate it, doesn't he? He does hate he it. Because yeah, I thought, I thought what he said was good. He was talking about the clues about, the, I think, the T600s and their weak points. And he was saying that everyone, you are the resistance, including everyone. You are the resistance. You don't know how important you are. I thought it was a really good message. I don't, no, don't get me wrong. It was good. But I imagine doing that every night would just be fucking dull. Maybe. You know? So, but. And <laughs> you don't believe me at all. You're just saying this to entertain me, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll move on. So <laughs> and again, the next scene you've got Sam Worthington fixing this Jeep. And uh, is he a mechanic? And he played that music, come on the radio. As he fixes it and the car kind of starts, the song comes on. And he's like, Yeah, my brother like love this song or something yeah, like something that. We used to my brother used to listen to. Yeah. yeah. And so was that his car and he knew that was in there, or was it just coincidence that like Alice in Chains started playing. Or I, I didn't get That's a coincidence. That's a coincidence. Ah, uh, okay. That was just really strange. It was, again to build his arc, wasn't it, as a as a character that he cares about people and all this stuff that they like to do in films. Right. Because I rewound rewound it. That's how old fashioned I am. Jesus. I, I took the video out. I rewound it. Because I didn't know whether, with a pencil. With a pencil. I, I thought, does he know his own cars parked there? And that's how he knew that music. So yeah, I think I'm too fucking critical. I sometimes, honestly, it's just ridiculous. I think, you look, I think, like we've said before, you look into it a little too deeply. That's the petrol I'm station thinking. they go to is that the same petrol station that um, that she kind of took that photograph at? When they stop for supplies and everything. No, I don't think I, so. I initially thought that as well, but no, I, like you said, James, I don't think it is. It would have been nice, but um, it would have been a really nice little yeah. touch. And I, I didn't know what they did or not, but uh, what, um, what, what was nice though is the lady saying, "Oh no, the little one's got to eat." They all came out, didn't they? And so somehow this older lady seems to be in charge. Yeah, no. and I, I thought it was very funny when they really nice to her, the old lady, and suddenly this massive mechanical arm <laughs> goes through and takes her away <laughs> yeah i'll teach you for feeding people <laughs> was it, yeah that, that that was that was terminator salvation's deep blue sea samuel jackson moment wasn't it, <laughs> it was. <That's> so funny. <laughs> yeah 
But I thought it was oh. really good. It really reminded me of War on the Worlds, the way they... Mm. I like the, the machines collecting people and putting them in cages. I thought that was really, really good idea. It was quite sinister that you're just chucked in this cage and carried along until you're full up and then taken back to Skynet. I, I, I like that touch. I love the sound as well. The the, the, the the sound of the machines and the audio that they made. You know, the, the robotic or mechanical noises I thought were really good as well. Yeah, I thought the special effects and everything, I thought it was really good. Now, Hunter Killer, following it around as well, mm. I thought that was a great touch. And when they um, try and, or they do actually blow it up, they are successful, but they don't destroy it. The fact that it's very much like um, Transformers, where you get the two motorbikes kind of go down its body and come out of its feet. Again, I thought that was a, a nice extra touch. And you've got these Terminator motorbikes that just chase them down in this Jeep. I thought it was great. I mean, what did you think, Neil? Yeah, the special effects on this is brilliant. And I thought it was, yeah, I liked all of it, to be honest. I, I like the fact that this massive fucking machine, that they don't, what, what it's, it's always funny, isn't it, that they never hear anything until it happens. So these massive hunter killer <laughs> yeah, a and point. a huge honking, walking death machine but hey, we didn't hear anything because we're too busy giving a mute child some yeah. some carrots. If you'd have but, seen outside, you'd have seen it tiptoeing along the desert. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I put his big hand to its mouth. <laughs> yeah, <with> a... <laughs> that would have been so funny. But it was, but you know, in general, no, the special effects and, and that are fantastic. And I like the fact that they played with stuff, such as, like you said, Stu, the the motorbikes. That are obviously, you know, yeah. just there just to chase people down. But yeah, and no, I, I agreed with you in the sense of it was very Transformers. Yeah. You know, the way it looked and sounded and and everything else like that. And it, well, I honestly thought the way this film was done, it felt very Michael Bay. Yeah. Oh, we, oh yeah, completely agree. It, it's they really do go. I mean, and well, I think it, it doesn't suffer from that. I I think they had to bring something original. A lot of original mm. ideas, and I think this was one of them. And I love these robots, and I love the concept of yeah. that you can get captured. And I like the fact you see the hunter killers more because before you only saw them in the daylight, didn't or nighttime, sorry, yeah. and not really doing much. But you you see loads of them on this, and it's great. And the fact that when they do blow the like the robot up, that it it kind of comes out of the flame still, and that's when the motorbikes come out, and it it's not a case of you blow it up, it's gone, and that's it. It's really, really hard to kill these machines, which is better because it's so boring otherwise. Well, yeah, otherwise it's, yeah, it, otherwise it's easy, isn't it? You just drive things at their legs and blow them up. It does show that they are facing stuff that there's no way they could, a normal person can go around and just beat it. Even if you had an army of people, you're fucked. Yeah, definitely. And when they get to a bridge, when they're kind of stuck at a certain sense, and you get um, Carl Reese and you get Star do get taken, uh, and they get chucked inside this massive. Um, is it a hunter killer? Yeah, the, uh, it's hunter killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get... it might be actual ship. I don't know if that's hunter killer. I guess it is. Yeah. And it looked like that they were actually really consciously making an effort to try and kill um, Sam Worthington, Marcus Wright. And bearing in mind that 
they scanned and they know who these people are. I mean, do you think they were actually trying to take him out or was that all part of the plan? Because they would have known surely who he was. I think they knew who he was. I think they wanted to bring him back to to Skynet though, didn't they? I honestly don't know. What's your take on that, Jay? Well, yeah, they knew who he was. I don't know how, but they, they did. We find out, you know, we find out later. Uh, but even before these on the list, what we're talking about Reese. Uh, no, yeah. no, we're talking about when I say put um, Carl Reese and Star in the uh, massive ship. Oh no, they, I don't think they did. No, Marcus Wright. They actually do consciously make an effort. To, uh, looks like they do anyway to try and kill him, whether they knew who he was and whether they were trying to kill him. Yeah, that, actually, that's right. They didn't. I don't, no, no, they didn't because they did. They do try and kill him, uh, and they and if they don't, they do nothing to try and save him either, do they? But what's no. interesting is later he kind of just walks into Skynet anyway. So that almost contradicts itself, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's what I mean. They do scan that's, him, yes. try and kill him, and then, yeah, let him in. So it's um, it's a bit strange. But that's when we do get um, another character coming into it who is obviously very nice. It's Moon, isn't it? This is. Yeah, very, very good character. And she meets up with uh, Marcus Wright, and they hit it off straight away because obviously she doesn't know that he's a Terminator uh, and he rescues her from potentially being raped, which I'm glad that they didn't actually include a scene like that in, because I don't think there's any need to have this in. And it is a 12 anyway, which uh, I don't think for once that the rating of a film, of a Terminator film, affected the outcome of the film. My own personal opinion, obviously, but I don't know what you think. I wish that they'd stuck with what they originally did in the first and second one and made it more towards the adult not obviously saying that she should have had anything done to her i'm just sort of the violence and stuff like that i think it would have i would like it to have stuck to like the original two and their sort of ratings and how graphic it was but that's just me what do you think joe yeah i kind of agree with Neil. i think it may have helped the film they could have been maybe a bit riskier with the script and some of the effects and some of the scenes, like especially at the beginning, you could have had like guts and stuff everywhere to see like these Terminators don't care and to see how ruthless they are. Like leave a man, you know, like something like leaving a man with like no legs and half alive and or you know suffering, for example. You know, you could have shown more how evil these Terminators are, and we didn't really get a chance to to see that because of the rating. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe I've kind of been dumbed down because of the rest of them have just been 15s or 12s and you just get used to the fact of the Terminator films aren't going to show any ultra violence like in the first one. I honestly don't no, know. But, 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 but once again, that's, that, I think that's one of the problems, isn't it? I, one and two, perfect. Even I think with two being a 15, I think with this being a 15 would have been, would have been fine as well. But I think, yeah, I, I think it, it is a mature film. The only reason I feel they went for 12 is Neil... Has said said before quite rightly is I think the the production company are getting greedy for a bigger for a bigger audience and they're using their franchise to try and lure lure the children in and the the problem being we've it's been proven time and time again uh, recently obviously with uh, the Wolverine and and for example things like Deadpool that um, having an R rating film you know isn't the be all or end all at, at the box office at the box office they did very well as so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could have put a completely different spin on it, but maybe it, if it wouldn't have been a success, it would have put it down to that. I don't know, but I think you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But they do drop yeah. again hints that when 
um, Moon is cuddling up to uh, Marcus Wright that she goes on about and hear your heartbeat is really strong. So again, that's kind of is he or isn't he a Terminator? But knowing from the other films that he won't have a strong heartbeat. So they're still surprisingly, especially as you said that they actually uh, gave this away in the trailers, trying to play off is he human or a robot, which is appears ridiculous thing to do, doesn't it? doesn't make sense does yeah. it they've already like you said james hey here's this guy who's clearly a terminator yeah yes yeah, yeah but that is unfortunately unfortunate. what they do isn't they in a lot of trailers these days you know you can watch a trailer and pretty much watch the film yeah in that's why i don't watch trailers anymore honestly yeah. i just you can't trust them to not give stuff away and it's it's absolutely ridiculous but they do actually go out and test this device um on a hunter killer drone or a, a spaceship and it seems to work that the engine stops and it crashes so to them they've got no reason to believe that, that they haven't got the key to success and they can bring down skynet because they've taken down a massive spaceship which has taken them which, which has killed loads and loads of soldiers before so and i think when you look at how is the payoff of this i think it's a brilliant idea of coming up with this signal i think it's so so good i really really liked it i thought it was a clever concept right yeah no yeah you you're you're right i mean it's better than a drunk on a you know, infiltrating skynet and unplugging the wireless router and turning all the machines off <laughs> i mean that <laughs> changing their password yeah <laughs> it comes Fuck! up on all their screens Fuck! yeah yeah, yeah. They, 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 they try it? and enter it and it says you've used this password before or they all blow up <laughs> um yeah yeah um, no you know you're right i think i do think you know and I do think that's a good idea, and, and it's a, it's I I like to think it's a fairly suspend your disbelief way of how they're going to defeat the machines, albeit you know it's, it wasn't mentioned before. We know we now know why in the other Terminator films, but yeah, I I, I thought that was quite good. Yeah, because you've had three films which are virtually identical, aren't they? Yes. In storyline, so you have to come up with something original and being set in the future in another location, another time, that with different characters that they're able to do this, but. Again, from his heartbeat, and he must be a human being, they then walk across a minefield. This is Marcus Wright and Moon. And the reason why it's got mines in it, it sticks to um, all the Terminators and blows them up. And then one sticks to his leg, which <laughs> which does actually blow him up, but it doesn't kill him because the next time you see him, he's tied to some kind of axle um, over a pit and being questioned by Christian Bale and whilst he's kind of being dragged there he has flashbacks of his beginning of where he was in the prison cell doesn't he with mm. Helena Bonham Carter yeah. which kind of does I wonder whether this explosion dislodges something in his brain or his kind of genetics and that makes him forget about why he's meant to be there I honestly don't know because I, I thought that they actually wiped him and He's clearly got a brain, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, he remembers his brother's song and all this sort of stuff. So he clearly knows who he is and where he was. He just apparently has no idea he's a machine underneath or partly a machine. You think that makes it confusing, though, as into what Helena Bonham Carter says he actually is? If he doesn't know it himself. it's well, Had they finished programming him? This is the thing, because obviously the oh, only yeah, reason he's out yeah. is because they 
gets blown up, doesn't it? Because the, the humans infiltrate the base and they blow it up. But he somehow survives that and then is out and about. Maybe he was awoken from what he was doing before they'd finished programming him. I don't know. I'm surmising. No, no it would have been nice if that was explained because the way Helena Bonham Carter says at the end when she's on that big screen is mm. that you're the finished product and you think that all the like the choices you've made are your own but they aren't they're they're kind of pre-planned by us and now we can kill Carl Reese and John Connor from it so it sounds yeah. like it's all pre-planned but I don't know I think that's just a clever way of probably overlooking everything that's happened isn't it I would say so it's very convoluted isn't it surely yeah if <clears throat> they know that he's going to bump into Carris or is going to go and see John Connor, he'd just kill him. Yes, yeah. 100%. One or the other, wouldn't they? As soon as he'd, something would click in his brain. If he saw Carl Reese, let's say, something would click, a scanning thing would happen or something like that, and he'd go, oh, Carl Reese, excellent. Snap. Break his yeah. neck. Because, so, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? No, it's kind of trying to be too smart for its own good, mm. but and even when he's been questioned by Bale, Bale obviously from what he's been through and what his mum's been through, um, and also his dad was killed by one, doesn't believe a single word he says. And I, I kind of, I don't question that. I, I think that's pretty good, really, because that's what would happen, isn't it? That's, I, for me, that's the right response. That's the way they should be going. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and I think it's, it's a bit looking at it critically. It's really strange, as you alluded upon, the fact that he never he doesn't go, he doesn't go crowd Kari's bang, or the, the first chance he gets, he doesn't try and kill Kari's and or John Connor. Bear in mind, he's an infiltrator unit because as a computer program, that'd be like, right, that's my mission, I'll kill him. I'm, but he might not get a better chance, you know? Um, yeah. So it is, it is a bit strange where is the script is such that gives both, what is it, Kari's and John Connor plot armor or whatever you want to call it, where yeah. It just doesn't make sense for them to make this infiltrator unit and he doesn't nothing to try and kill them. You know, I mean, he, you know, he tries to kill John Connor or they reprogram him or take the chip out of his brain or something because uh, it just shows how silly Skynet are. It just doesn't make any sense. They've made this guy and at no point does he try and do anything bad. He just tries to bring John Connor to them. That was their plan. But when you look at all the hoops that he has to jump through, to get for their, for their plan to unveil, you probably got more chance of winning the lottery. If you, you know, you know what I mean? All these coincidences <laughs> coming together to, to, to form their ultimate plan, which when you're looking at it critically, does not really make sense for, for Skynet to do that. Well, that surely wouldn't be how a computer thinks either. No. Computer will try and get from A to B in the quiz, quickest possible time, surely. So Absolutely. They've gone through the alphabet 15 times to get to Z from a but there you go yeah but it's nice that even bale has doubts and he even says that he believes everything he says mm. about and i like the fact that it's casting doubts even in someone who's strong-willed and as strong-minded as christian bale's character and he doesn't know whether it, it kind of is programmed to say this or whether this is a genuine reaction because I mean, Sam Worthington does sound pretty convincing, to be honest, when he actually tells him that I've known no one. I don't know who you are. 
but you're a dick and I'll kill you just because you're a dick. Yeah. Um, and what I think is really sound while he's up there a bit later, where uh, obviously just before he get he, you know, the, uh, the, the lovely lady helps him escape. Um, I think, I think, oh, the, the guy, um, straight to this, my brother shoots him, doesn't he? He screams and then he just shoots him again. And then she grabs a gun and shoots him again. And he kind of like just looks, I, this is the one point I feel really sorry for Sam Worthington's character. He just looks resigned and almost gives up in his face, which I thought was a nice shot and a bit, a nice bit of acting from him. He just looks down after the second shot saying, oh, okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, as if you're going to just sit there and just shoot at me for the rest of the evening. This is going to be really <laughs> yeah. boring. But yeah, Bang. I know. Bang. Oh, I mean, the fact that Moon sets him free, what were your thoughts of that? Did you think that's predictable, that, that was stupid, or what did you think? Bearing in mind that she's been in resistance all, I just imagine, the majority of her life. Um, and she's very, very close to to John Connor, that one of the lieutenants, and she just does that from a day of meeting someone. Well, she doesn't think that he knows who he is. So I think she still thinks that he's good. Mm. Even though, because she alludes to it, doesn't she? Because he goes, oh, I'm not a good person. She goes, well, I think you are. And all this sort of stuff. And yeah, she's... I, I... No, go on. Sorry, Neil. No, no, no I think on. you're right. I mean, we, we, we have to remember that at this point, other than John Connor, no one has seen a Terminator that looks like a human and acts like a human, do we? At this point, this will be the first time she's come across that as well. Yeah, no, I've got no problems with it. I mean, I know I said it as if I had got problems, but <laughs> it, it was just to see what you, see what you'd say because I'm sneaky like that. But you are a sneaky little person, aren't you? I know. But no, I thought it was good. I thought it was a a good reaction. I mean, after all, whilst they're out together, he could have done what he wanted with her basically just killed her and just carried on and then gone to try and kill john connor but the fact he saved her life um yeah she's got no reason to disbelieve it so i thought it was good and also it's a plot driver as well but i i think that worthington doesn't do anything to make us as an audience not believe that he wouldn't kill um john connor because he hasn't killed anyone from the resistance so far has he no not at all he's killed terminators left right and center with the machine the motorbikes and everything else so mm. you know at this point you think that he still thinks he's a human even though he, obviously now he's realized that he's part machine but in his head and his, his heart he still thinks he's human yeah and that's quickly backed up by the next scene when he does try to or he actually does escape um and bails after him and he's really really gunning after him he wants to kill him and oh, yeah. i think it's a cracking scene just like um Apocalypse Now, when he napalms that whole wood um, Worthington standing in. It looks really, really effective at night. Uh, and he, well, he's over the river trying to find um, Worthington in the river. And he's a bit naive, bearing in mind that he he's like the leader, that he lowers the helicopter over the water and asks one of his colleagues to look out, can he see anything? And one of those kind of snake terminator things that we saw earlier just goes and grabs the poor guy and it's completely john connor's fault that is <laughs> it is yeah yeah definitely but it's pretty good and i'm glad we saw these start to take out people and the helicopter starts to crash into their like the lake there or the river they're in and obviously the two guys with no name badges do get taken out um and john connor's there about to get killed and again marcus wright saves his life um 
and I like what he says, but he doesn't know who he is and he doesn't know why he's doing these things, but it feels like that the right thing to do. And mm. it's not complicated. It's really simple. And I think that's, to be honest, that's good writing. That, that's all they need to say, isn't it? Because he's still yeah. trying to work out who and why he's doing what he is. Yeah, because he wants to get back to Skynet, doesn't he? So he can find out who the hell's done it to him. Because he wants well, to know say why that, he is what I he think. is. Uh, that's why I think Helen, uh, the uh, Skynet, when he's speaking to the representation of Skynet, it alludes to the fact that he's programmed to want to get back to Skynet. I think that's part of his program. He wants to get back to Skynet because he doesn't really have a reason to, does he really? Well, also, he does um, previously tell John Connor that Carl Reese um, is a, he's been captured. And if I wanted to kill him, I would have killed him back in San Francisco yeah. or Los Angeles or wherever it was. Yeah. So he does also appear. I agree with you, James. He also appears intent on getting Carl Reese as well, doesn't he? Mm. Um, I don't know whether that's a kind of pre-programming like requisite inside him or whether that's just the fact that Reese saved his life earlier and the, the decent, the human part of um, yeah. Marcus Wright wants to save him it's never really explained but yeah he is pre-programmed they've they've said that he goes back and he gets repaired doesn't he yes he does he does he does but in the meantime they're the humans the resistance are planning the attack on skynet aren't they and Mm. john is trying to get them to stop because he obviously doesn't want them to kill kyle reese for selfish reasons as in he won't exist um but they say no we're not going to, you're going to, you're stood down from command and all this sort of stuff. And they go ahead with, or they try and go the attack anyway, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they said, I didn't understand what they were going to do, to be honest, because it sounded like they were talking about kind of dropping bombs on Skynet and blowing everything up. But I yeah. thought they were just going to use that massive sound wave to. They were going to do both, I think, Stree. They're going to use yeah. a massive sound wave to stop all the robots and then drop all the bombs. Because right. yeah. destroy, destroy them. Basically, yeah. Uh, okay. That's, that's what the plan was. Yeah, because if you're the radar, it just stops them. When you turn the radar off, they kind of like reboot and start up again, and they're fine. It only like it almost like paralyzes them, puts a pause on them. Yeah. Right. Which will enable them to do the airstrike. I think that, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Why didn't they send more people in? Why did they just send John Connor in? Well, no, John went on by his own accord. He was going against order, wasn't he? He made that plea on the radio to everyone in the resistance and to give him time and not and not uh you know and not go for the airstrike immediately and so he can save car race and that's what he does that's why he goes in alone i think uh, okay yeah but. because they obviously weren't being going to be able to use the radio waves and stuff like that so he pleads and he's the one that's on the radio talking to everyone all the time with his boring messages according to Stu. um <laughs> <laughs> and they all follow him, don't they? So instead of going, yes, we're going to do that, and they all say no, and it gives him time to get in there and and stuff. Right. And it isn't until they say, well, screw it, we'll do it anyway, that they realise their mistake. Yeah. I did like the scene when he's on his way to Skynet, and you do get that Terminator motorbike thing. Yeah. And he puts that wire across the road. And then he obviously disarms it. But the fact he's playing Guns and Roses and a yes. callback to, what was that, T2, Massive wasn't it? Callback, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, I like that. And that. Man, that motorbike goes so quick. That is unbelievable. <laughs> it's such a mean machine. 
But yeah, I thought that was a cracking scene. I love those motorbikes. I'd like to have seen more of them. It would have been really, really good. But they do make their way. He makes his way to Skynet and um, he's waiting for a signal from Marcus Wright, who, as you said earlier, goes there and offers himself up and strangely is recognised and allowed in the uh, the base, isn't he? Yeah, well, he wasn't before. Yeah. It's um yeah it's bizarre. I, I mean, it's, it's not the end of the world, but he does go in there, and it's 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 interesting because the the speech by um, Helena Bonham Carter, the um, Serena Kogan, is really strange. And, and again, as you said, it's all that she's pre-programmed, and you get that chip, or he, he kind of when she comes on the screen, he holds the back of his head in pain, and there's like flashbacks of everything and it's I, I don't know what they're trying to do they're sinking with something but i don't get the idea of this what's actually meant to be happening here it's not clear is it i just i just think that they're making him i don't know because they need to because the next thing we see with him in he's all fixed and stuff so I, are they turning him off are they are they are they making him lose consciousness they're doing something to him i don't know what yeah and then what's the purpose of if they know john Connor's coming to fix him again yeah it's all a bit strange really unless yeah yeah no it is odd because he can go in there and he basically turns off that big machine that's guarding the entrance isn't he mm, yeah which so how he's allowed to go in there and go yeah all right, i'll just turn all this shit off and stuff and then he reads all the history about himself after yeah. his death row doesn't he and then yeah. the war and stuff like that and that's yeah it's really bizarre because yeah because then he reads about um dr kogan um and it, it doesn't make any sense of how he can control everything how he's allowed to walk around yeah um and turn off what he wants because at the end of the day he's still just a soldier he's still just a minion um just like any other t800 t600 he's no different at all is he no so no, other than the fact that he's a prototype but still you wouldn't give yeah, he's a prototype. Mini machine, that type of, you know, ability to just go walking around your main facility and turn his shit off. So, yeah. yeah, it's a massive plot hole. I have to agree with you there. Yeah, so he, he does get in. He does alert... Um, John um, Connor. John, John Connor. Uh, and whilst he's doing this, you then go to see Michael Ironside, who's taken it upon himself to to launch the attack to <laughs> to start launching that signal out um to start taking down everything and that's when you realize or he realizes much to his detriment and fate that it's in fact they've been tricking him all along and this is what yes. they wanted him to believe and it's a beacon to him the mothership the base the headquarters that to be discovered and the hunter killer flies over and just blows him up and takes him out and i thought that was a brilliant twist yeah. on his Definitely. arrogance to think that he can actually take it on himself and that they've discovered uh, a way of taking them down. And, and it'll be, as we said earlier, it'll be such a simple way to take down a huge corporation that, that they must have been like, deluded that they thought that this would work, you know? Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. But it is, it is clever because you see them testing it and you know, obviously Skynet just said, said right let, let them do what they need to do to figure it out and then when they come when push comes to shove we'll just fuck them up it's yeah. a very good sort of 
counterplay, isn't it? It's very. Clever. I know. No, you're right. I mean, what they should have done is is a uh, let's scan it, download the latest iOS before it, it's tested. <laughs> that, that'd have fucked them up, wouldn't it? <laughs> like just all our iPhones. Not yeah. enough memory. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You need to delete some files. You can't install the update. Yeah. You've downloaded too many yeah. podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah. Too many for one Terminator take, taking too many pictures and clogged up the hard drive. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much you can do. But no, but yeah, you're right. I, th- I did think, uh, like Stu said, um, I remember seeing it at the cinema. I was like, oh my God, they got me as well. I was really, I was quite surprised at that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's great. And the, when she's talking to Marcus Wright about um, being pre-programmed and everything else, w- when he says that, kind of i'm like my own person to a certain extent is that mm-hmm. a cpu like he breaks out the back of his head what actually is that what is he doing i didn't understand that is that the chip that controls his brain i don't know you know <sighs> potentially because every time anything happens he grabs the back of his head doesn't mm. he so it's almost as though that is how he interfaces with them i guess because the and... other one was right in his head he had to unscrew it didn't they yeah. Well, that was yeah. That was his chip. To so is that different like to what that, he's doing? I guess so. I'm guessing it's it's. He's not the same, is he? He's clearly got obviously a metal skull and everything else like that. But it, whether he's got is still his own brain in there and his own organs. He's just they've. It's a bit Wolverine-y in the sense that they've just replaced all of his bones and everything with. A skeleton, like you know, a metal skeleton or what have you, yeah, and moving parts. It's not really explained exactly what he is as a Terminator because it seems to be like a crossbreed, doesn't it? It does. I mean, their get out clause is he's a prototype, the first one of his kind, I guess, yes. isn't it? But yeah, yeah, because I guess this what happens here is why they never used them again because he yeah. they weren't able to control him, so they then used the T800s, which also were able to infiltrate anything because they looked exactly like humans but they were still controllable did you think the t800 is an improvement on marcus wright's um kind of robot it is because they don't think for themselves in the sense of if they're programmed to have a mission that's what they're going to do they are a robot whereas he isn't he's a robot mixed with a human yeah whereas a t800 is just a, a robot wearing human skin yeah. So when you after <laughs> after this scene, this is going to be the worst bit in it. I'm sure you know which bit I'm talking about. <laughs> which bit out of the whole film do you think I'm going to say? Arnie turning up. Yeah. Or... Oh my lord! Yeah, I mean, when good, John Connor's it? walking around this kind of lab, and he's looking for um, Carl Reese. And he's looking through various doors and windows, and he sees this massive character there, and he looks through, and it's Arnie, and it's Arnie back in 1984, and it's huge, but. He has got such an animated face. It's unbelievable. For all the things they get right, special effects wise, why on earth did they choose? I mean, Arnie was governor at this point, which is why he didn't yes, play any part right. of this film. But yeah. why choose this Arnold Schwarzenegger and do it so animated and so comical? I think they honestly thought it was brilliant the way they did it, but they just didn't do it well. Well, you saw, I mean, they can't even get it 100% now, can they? When you look at, um, once again, I think Rogue One, when they when they did Leia, 
um, CGI'd her face. It looked really good, but it still looked you a tiny bit still off. Tell, can't you? Yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. The point being, even in twenty like eighteen, nineteen, that or even now, it's not a hundred percent, is it? So um, no. back then, I don't know why they thought they could get away with it, but yeah, I think as Neil said, they must have thought we've done as good a job as we can do. But all it does, and to Neil must be going mad at this, all it does is throw John Connor around. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. It's so ridiculous, isn't it? It's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, Terminator, original Terminator, the first thing he does when someone mugs him off is he puts his hand through his chest. Yeah. Yet this is the leader, or, you know, the resistance guy, and he's just throwing him around like a rug doll. Just fucking rip his head off his shoulders you can do yeah. it that's, oh that's it yeah, that would yeah. have been brilliant you know, I, 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 yeah that would have been good i, I would have preferred it had it been robert patrick that would have been interesting that would have been Ooh. really really good that would have been awesome too, too early I'm too early that's the thing though isn't it yeah maybe they would have brought them into it if the fran- if the franchise did continue which we yeah. will never know unfortunately yeah no, it's a shame no. <laughs> this time you got Marcus right. <laughs> I felt I felt Oh, well, that was so sincere, wasn't it? It was. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> he pulls a, the chip out of his true. head, whatever chip it is, I don't know, a crinkled one, but he pulls it out of his head and he smashes a screen with Helen Bonham Carter on. Um, and then his mission from there really is to go and save John Connor. Um, and he hasn't really got a worry because all the Terminators are doing at the moment is just throwing people about. Yeah, That's all they do. Even when um, Sam Worthington's fighting with them, he gets thrown around. It's it's so boring. It, uh, it's just yeah. oh, it's but so difficult to watch. Again, this is the age rating thing, isn't it? You turn it into a 12 where you can't yep. have blood and gore. You can't nope. have loads of people trying to save everybody else and them all being ripped apart and you know something horrible happens to the main character you know he can't die because it's the main character but you know it's this is where age ratings ruin films it's a it's a murderous fucking robot the name of it is terminator it isn't yeah. wrestling robot or you know suplex robot it's fucking you know it's terminator it just this is why it, it just fucks it up just there's no reason for it whatsoever having said that i think if the, if the makers of sharknado are, are here in this podcast you know in about three years there will be suplex robot coming out let's be honest <laughs> suplex robot. Yeah. i know just, to blame uh, if there is i tell yeah, you yeah it's me i know it's all down <laughs> to me <laughs> I'm going to copyright the fight between, that yep. <laughs> the fight between the Terminators and John Connor and Sam Worthington. It was right. I mean, it was uh, passable. I enjoyed it. It wasn't the most memorable thing about the film, but I think it was good enough. It went you on for too long. It went on for a while, didn't it? Yeah, it went on for too long. It was just... it. it yeah, it was good because it was nice to see the two different Terminators fighting each other. And there's, again, a homage in there to the sec- Terminator 2, isn't there? Where yeah. And, yeah, and the first one ramming, as well. Yep. He's ramming that bit of concrete or metal into his chest, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. And very much like um, Robert Patrick does to Arnie in the second one and stuff like that. So it's and good. He, and he kind but, of freezes as well, doesn't he? With the, yeah. with the lava. Um, yeah. And also, there's, there's that nice shot where you see the foot going down the stairs, the metal stairs, which yeah. is that yeah. nice homage from Terminator 1. Yeah. 
Yeah, what did you think of the... Uh, when the fight goes on solid for 11 minutes, it's a proper long fight. That when Because they, they discovered a T-800 chip down there, which is obviously, as Neil corrected me, and rightly so, that is in the original Terminator. Is that, That's right, isn't it? But why didn't this... That wasn't lava, it was hot metal, which killed the Terminator in the first one. The, the, the reason it didn't kill it in this one is... I don't know. It's just a strange choice, really, that it, they pour this uh, molten stuff on it and then freeze it, and it still gets out of it. It's just I don't know. Oh, it's, I don't... it's it's molten metal, isn't it? So it's what they obviously use to cast or make the Terminators. And yeah, I suppose if he was left in the metal, it might have melted him away. But he stupidly, as a homage to the second one, where he gets frozen and then blown up it's it's similar isn't it mm. Mm. but i did like it when he it i thought it was again good special effects when they pour it over there i didn't have a, a problem with it but, no. and when he froze it and i thought it was really good the fact that the terminator was still so desperate to kill him that you see him reaching forward and he scratches down oh, john yes. connor's face and i thought that was really really good to show that the programming that all it wants to do is kill john connor and despite it being frozen and malfunctioning it's still trying to do it and that in in itself is quite scary you know wasn't that uh, yeah but wasn't that also i know we're using the word homage a lot a homage to terminator 2 when you see john connor with the scratches and the scars on his face well you know that in that, yeah. in that brief scene where you see john connor in the future with, with the binoculars and that in that, oh, in that yes, scene at the beginning do, of terminator yeah. 2 he's got all those scars on his face yeah, yeah. So i thought that be. was like a, a nod to that almost as well but yeah you he wasn't right. trying to kill him though was he Let's be fair. He was just trying yeah. to pick him up and throw him again. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, wanted to yeah. do his neck. he wanted to do a DDT and uh, just, you know, so knock so him out you, or something. Do you, do you think then, is, if you're fighting a Terminator, you just you, you turn up wrapped in bubble wrap and it just stays stand still because it doesn't know what to do? Yeah, in a crash helmet. <laughs> in a crash helmet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you see the responses. <laughs> Fuck, it just turns off, and turns around and goes home. Yeah, just shuts down. Your head explodes. <laughs> Can't compute. But I like the fact that it, the way it kills Sam Worthington, that, that them two do go for it pretty hardcore, and that he looks inside, like kind of X-ray and scans oh, yeah. Worthington's chest and sees his heartbeat, and then just does like one punch in the heart and potentially just explodes his heart or stops his heart. I thought that was just no nonsense you're just dead i'm not going to throw you around that was good because it that's was. what he should be doing just yeah. one punch and you're dead no nonsense yeah no he, he he calculated how to stop because obviously everything he's doing so far all the throwing around wasn't working so he decided to stop his heart so it was yeah it was good yeah i thought he um he died a bit easy to be honest after that because he, he does go and try and kill him as, as we spoke about earlier he, he is frozen and he does jump start um sam worthington's heart um which is quite interesting but it did surprise me after he jump starts his heart that he then gets stabbed right through the chest <laughs> and i didn't expect that i honestly didn't expect christian's battle no. character to get injured or hurt in any way at all so that really surprised me I don't know if you guys expected it. No, I didn't, to be honest. No. I didn't at all. It was, you didn't expect him to get hurt. Maybe, you know, a couple more scratches or 
you know, yeah. a, a, a sprained ankle or something. No, but I mean the second time it. round, I expected it, but yeah. What, when you watched the film the second time round? Yeah. Yeah, I was like exactly the same. It's an alternative ending. It's strange, well, yeah, isn't it? You said that. Yeah, 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 it was good. I was like, oh my gosh. Because you're thinking, what are they Because at that point, you're thinking, he's going to die with that. Well, you know, straight to the bloody chest, and surely he's dead or going to die. So you're really, you're really wondering, I think, the first time you see it, where, where they're going to go with it. So he did say that he was killed by a Terminator, and I wonder whether that was the scene when he was killed. And yeah, I, well, I honestly thought he was where... going to die. This is where one of the alternate ends comes in because I think, like, as Neil alludes to, they basically put John Connor's face on Sam Worthington's character. Yeah. They do you what? Meant, uh, they do they a face John, they, but Yeah, basically. Yeah, because uh, he's a robot. They, they put John Connor's face. I don't think literally or whatever, but they work it to, to make Sam Worthington John Connor, if that makes any sense. <laughs> That's one of the alternate nice. endings. That's one of the alternate endings. Which would oh, have made that Terminator God. 3 bit true. Jesus Christ, that is terrible. Yeah, so John dying on the resistance transplanting his skin onto Marcus's body, allowing Marcus to trick the world into believing the leader of the resistance is still alive. Was That's the alternate terrible. ending. They do a face off, Hannibal Lecter him. That's yeah. just a joke. I can imagine him playing that music from uh, Silence of the Lambs dancing around, just all tucked <laughs> between his legs. Because yeah, there was another one as well, which is. Um, McGee revealed an even darker alternative ending, uh, which nearly out- ended up in the final version, which is uh, with John's body being taken to Skynet after his heart transplant, forcing him to murder his fellow Resistance members. Ooh, that would have been interesting. That would have been a real final for this series, though, wouldn't it, for the whole franchise, if he would have done that? Yeah. Well, well, that, that's why that's why the next two films came out. They they, they did it for him. <laughs> we'll get into that later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think the best ending was used then, or do you think either of those endings could have worked? I don't like the ending of this film. I've got to be honest. It's so fucking you know, convoluted just... and convenient. Because how do they know it? he's got the same blood group? How do they know his heart is going to accept it and that uh, exactly. he can put it in there? They don't know that at all, do they? And the first thing they say, oh, you know, you've got a strong heart. At the beginning, she says that, and then, you know, he's cuddling her, and, oh, you got a strong heart, and all this bullshit, and it's all about his fucking heart. And funnily enough, who needs a heart at the end? John Connor needs a heart. It's, oh, I'll give you mine. It's brilliant. You know, it's just... Yeah. No, I don't like it. No, I didn't like the ending. I'd, I'd rather them recover, and that Sam Worthington's character just lives on, and yeah. it's all fine, because I, I preferred Sam Worthington in this than... Christian Bale uh, I, I found a Christian Bale very tedious so I wanted him to die and yeah. Sam Worthington carry on leading the resistance that would have been very good for me yeah. or John Connor survives and he's severely hurt afterwards or whatever and then he's like Sam, Joe from Family Guy yeah basically he's in a chair and everything and he's like thinks he's the ultimate cop but he's not and <laughs> You know, um, Sam Worthington <laughs> takes the guy as a Peter Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets really fat and fights chickens. Um, <laughs> but no, I would have liked it if Sam Worthington's characters just turned around and said, "You know what? I don't want to be like this," and then ends in or gets them to kill him, and then that ends that part of it. If you see what I mean, or something like that. Yeah. I just didn't. I didn't like the whole. Oh, this is really convenient bollocks yeah of... especially when he's got moon on a plate as well you know 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no way I would have turned around and said, yeah, you can have my heart. No, <laughs> no way. I said, maybe in a week's time. Yeah, but does that go. part, I wonder if that bit's been replaced. You just don't know. It could have been, like, kind of grown even more. Like it could, a it could be, like, some sort of mechanical one that you can choose the size and... <laughs> Extendable baton. Exactly. <laughs> is, is that a, is that George? Yeah, no. <laughs> but even when Christian Bale is waiting for his heart, he's yeah. not grateful, is he? He just lays there, all serious and everything. I want an just... American Psycho version of Christian Bale, where he's playing Genesis and talking about <laughs> how much it made when he axes someone in the head. That's kind of yeah. Christian Bale I like, you know. Well, well, well he just gives you, you got that. You got that in the outtake, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so he does save his life and um, much to the detriment of uh, it kind of goes full circle. The last thing that Sam Worthington sees is like that, uh, the drip hanging up very similar to the injections of when he was killed back in the the facility. And as the helicopters fly away and the Terminator music plays, that's it. That is Terminator salvation in a nutshell. So it was... It's a tricky one. It's a real tricky one, you know? It really, really is. It I'm is. Kind of, I'm really mixed on this film. I I didn't hate it. I honestly can say I didn't hate it. I know we're looking at it for a critical eye, but on the whole, and I, <laughs> on the whole, I like it. <laughs> Childish minds. That didn't even cross my mind then, even... <laughs> me. On the whole, I like Sam Worthington. Hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he does feel nice. Exactly. But I enjoyed this film. I thought it was something different. I didn't know what to expect. And I've now seen it four times this week. And the last time was a bit tedious, I have to say. I think that's why I'm so angry with Christian Bale. But Sam Worthington, for me, won this film. He's the hero of this film. Um, I, I think he's brilliant as Marcus Wright. I'd like to have seen more of Marcus Wright. Um, I've, I've kind of John Connored out for it to a certain extent. I know what he's about. I know what he becomes. Um, and I don't need to see any more. Uh, but I thought it was a good film. I'd probably give this like six and a half out of ten. And I'd recommend it. I mean, I think it's worth seeing for anyone who hasn't seen it and anyone who expects this to be a terrible film. Um, don't get your expectations up too high, but I think it's got something to offer. And I was wrong about McGee doing a, a terrible film that I had low expectations of. I thought he did a fairly good job to a franchise that was dying, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's that's fair words. What do you reckon, James? Yeah, I think there's a very good argument saying that looking at all of them, for me, this is probably the third best Terminator film. After one and two, yeah, it's better than three. I think, I think because it does take that different decision, it's because it's different. All the others are really, really far too similar in one way or another. That's nothing to take away from Terminator one and two. Um, I, I think they're, they're, they're great, but then after that, it kind of gets a bit boring. Um, this has got a lot of holes and it does have a lot of problems with it. Like Stu said, if you want to give it six out, of, yeah, I'm happy with that. I was going to give it like a 3.5, either a three or three and a half out of five. 
Um, um, it's not going to win any awards, but it's it's a film that you can come back to and probably watch once a year, once every two years, or when you're watching the franchise, it's not the one that I'm scared about watching. That'll be uh, the next two coming up. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I I, I I I liked it. It's such a shame though that the, there's a, there's a bit too many plot holes, and I think as as we have, I know it's a stuck record, but the uh, our, the rating had you made it a 15 and 18, I think you would have got potentially a completely different film um as well and i think they should you know and i think they probably mix too many scripts and ideas up which is why you have those plot holes um but i, I enjoyed it a lot more than i did number three fair yeah. play neil what do you think i i agree with both of you in a sense i like the fact it's set in the future that's why i was so excited about this film because it's not the same thing over and over again um it was nice to see what it would be like after Judgment Day. So I liked the whole premise of it. Um, I liked John, Cor- um, John Connor's character. I thought Christian Bale was pretty good at it, even though he does go Batman now and again. Um, Marcus Wright, again, very good. I think all the actors are pretty good in it, to be honest. I, I like the way it went. Yes, it does have plot holes. But, you know, unfortunately... Yeah. like you said James it's it's tried to do too many things and it's mm. it's and like you said Stu it doesn't really explain a lot of the things that go on and like we've said before in other films it's very frustrating when you're left there trying to piece things together and trying to put them so they actually fit together properly and you end up sort of googling shit and stuff like that um the thing I love most about it though is all the callbacks and the fact that They've talked about, you know, in the first one and that they talk about six, six hundreds and all this. And you see that you see these things walking around, hunting people down, wearing human clothes, <clears throat> trying to fit in, but clearly can't. So all that type of stuff I really enjoyed as a, as a nerd of Terminator, I really enjoyed this film. It was just where it got bad was at the end because the whole thing with Helen the bottom card on the screen and it just it ruined it for me and plastic arnie and the fact that all they ever do is throw each other around it you know the age rain fucked it up for me i would recommend it because it's definitely worth watching i'd probably give it a good seven out of ten potentially that's fair um it's far better than three because three was just number two but crap so yeah that's that's probably where I yeah. stand on it. No, 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 it's absolutely fair. So, I mean, so where we go from here is Terminated Genesis 2015. Is that right? This is. Oh, God. So yeah. that one's um, just looking at IMDb again. I don't know anything about this film. That Schwarzenegger's back. We've got John Connor. We've got Sarah Connor. We've got Kyle Reese. And we've got a T-1000 in it. So the what Terminator is a T-1000? Is that the uh, Robert Patrick? Yeah. Is it a T one thousand or is it a different one? No, it is, but it's not Robert. It's yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's not though, is it? Huh? No, it's not Robert Patrick, but it's the same model as him. That it's the Liquid Terminator. It's quite obvious. It's quite obvious. It's a Liquid Terminator in the film as well. I think. Right. Um, there's a couple of kind of homages to it. It's yeah. It's for me. I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. Um, before I haven't watched it since it came out. I've only ever watched it once or one and a half times. I got too angry the second time. Uh, for me, it's very likely to be the worst Terminator film. Um, really? 
yes. I, I mean, for me, I yeah, I was it's it's, it's up there with the Sweeney being oh, a cat film for me. I could not stand wow. it. It's the yeah. It, I'm confident it's still going to be the worst Terminator film we, we review. I'm sure when you watch it, I don't know whether you you're gonna agree or not. I'll be surprised, but I guess that's what makes it quite exciting, isn't it? We don't really share our opinions too much until the actual to the actual podcast. So and this was directed by um a cunt. Alan Taylor, who kind of did yeah. Thor the Dark World. <laughs> well, yeah. How can it, it be that, so bad, you know? Thor the Dark World. That's the worst Thor, isn't it, as well? It is. It's out of oh, all the God. MCU. That's yeah. probably one of the worst films they ever made out, out of all of them. So um It is yeah. a T one thousand. I do apologise. I was getting Dark Fate Terminator mixed up with this one. So I do apologise. So I'm really looking forward to Dark Fate because I really enjoyed Dark Fate. Oh, so. see, I didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to be really, really interesting. But I mean, yeah, it'd be I, interesting. I, I this film, Dark, I don't know. Dark is this set in the future? Is Genesis, this one? This no. is present day, as in it would have been around that time. Ima- Im- this film, okay. Uh, the one premise: imagine everything you liked about T one and T two. Yeah? yeah. Then imagine taking a shit on it. That's what this film <laughs> is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything. But basically, remember that when you're watching the film. Okay, I'll uh, I'll take that into account. But okay. in the meantime, um, we're going to be doing Loki's out. Uh, I've not seen it yet, but uh, right. we're going to be doing Loki, and that will be so for the next six or seven weeks. I don't know anything about it, but you'll be getting two podcasts a week, possibly three, because I'll be putting some other stuff out as well. Put Event Horizon out um, on our YouTube channel, and there's a lot more to come out. There's um, because our podcasts. We've done so many. We've probably done 144 podcasts now. Jeez. I think we can only put around about 100 out. So some of them are dropping off. Um, so I'm re-putting them out on our YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube, put the film reel cast in, um, and then you can subscribe, and all the podcasts will be on there as well. So you won't miss a thing. Um, so, but And I'll be putting the podcast out on there for Loki um on apple and on android all good podcasting platforms and our youtube channel so it's really wise to subscribe to that lots of people are doing it we've had about 30 this week subscriptions to the channel which is amazing um and the demographics as i've put out we're really really unbelievably kind of global aren't we guys it's just it's incredible it's quite frightening in a way yeah it's it is crazy isn't it it really is like you said, I think it's all down to James's jokes. I think it is. Well, it's his intro. Well, I think yeah. it's shit. My intro, they're, they're rubbish. My intros but, are rubbish, but thanks. But everyone in America and the Philippines and India, Pakistan, France, just everywhere. When you say that, this is why YouTube has a skip function, they do. So there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I think I'm going to do a podcast just of your intros. Oh, oh, please, do oh, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, fuck this one. I messed this one up today, didn't I? So, <laughs> you put be... the Benny Hill music behind it. Yeah, I should have done. That's what we did for the... Yeah, mate. It took five or six attempts to get that Goonies one. He's going all right. And <laughs> oh, it God, wasn't just my fault. Um, Nim, Nim was, I think, the cause of half of that, if I'm honest. So, so funny. But... Who the fuck eats their crisps while, while you're recording? Press record. I'm going to open my crisps. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah so check out we've got loads of podcasts as i say we've got 140 odd podcasts and it's getting bigger and bigger so the next one we're going to do if everyone's around will be terminator genesis 
Um, if not, uh, there's yeah. I'm not. One. I'm on late next week, but right. then I. Funny enough, because I'm on a course. In theory, I should be around for the next five weeks after that because I'm on a course at home Jesus. on the laptop because of COVID. That so. is amazing. That is absolutely incredible. That's what, it, that's so, what it's looking like. I need to double check. You've heard it. I've recorded it. It's the there. It's going to be well, out there. There you go. Yeah, so. the people in Australia and Southeast Asia will confirm that, that you're available oh, for go. the next five weeks. In there that we case, go. after Self next week, we'll be doing, we'll be sticking with McGee and we're going to be doing the babysitter. Isn't oh, that yeah. right? What? The babysitter. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yes, we are. Yes, no, you are right. I apologise. We are doing The Babysitter. Babysitter. Currently on Netflix, it's a, a McGee um, kind of teen slasher horror film. Uh, so I just want to get Neil's opinion of it to see what he says. It's something completely different and it could divide us, which is always good fun. But it came out around about Halloween time uh, last year, I think, or the year before. And, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. So Every time you say it, I keep having the image of the pacifier in my head and oh what a uh, film amazing and i right. just get scared because i don't ever want to watch that again so uh, i'm surprised right. that it's not this yeah, is brilliant it's kind of you could have john wick anything john wick <laughs> oh, it's got a better film than john wick too oh, more realistic fight than... scenes you really are better, better, scripts, better acting john wick 2 is just rubbish which one was better the pacifier or mr nanny uh oh, oh i don't know mate that is i tell you what that's a podcast in itself isn't it <laughs> i think we should do which is better i think we need to do a during that five weeks we have to have a we have to have a film off the pacifier but be the mr nanny to say what's best diarrhea or chlamydia which one's best depends if you want an itchy ring or an itchy cock oh, god they're both terrible they really are jesus but I really want to do the Indiana Jones franchise. I'm yeah, a, wait, I'm, wait, five weeks in a row, I'm up for that. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do number four. I might have to, to be sick for that one. But so there was only three, wasn't there? Well, no, there's a fourth. Crystal Skull, isn't It's called The Crystal Skull. Fuck off. It's called Indiana Jones and the Aliens, that one is. What the hell is yeah. that? I mean, Indiana Jones, Jones, and he knew this was what I was going to happen all along. Yeah. yeah. God, Indiana Jones gives up. <laughs> yes, it's, oh, it's just oh it's just it's just horrible it's got that annoying well, guy from the transport they're bringing another well. one out aren't they so it'll be interesting to do uh the whole franchise and talk about how it got better and better ending with the great crescendo of the crystal skull which was the uh, great crescendo mate mate that, oh god indiana jones the thrush edition that's what it should be called <laughs> just oh mate I, i'm gonna oh no well yeah i mean we're gonna watch well, that podcast is gonna be full of hate the first three i really liked yeah, I found your kryptonite. That's excellent. But that's all right. That's all right. Because I've always given that up straight away. Yeah, you played your hand that's fine, way that's too fine. early. <laughs> mate, mate, you wait. You wait till I press that Harry Potter emergency button. You piss me off too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's that's a right. shitload of films there. There's an annoying shit in this film anyway. So yeah. Oh my god. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't even go there at the moment. But that was Terminator <laughs> Salvation. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our ramblings. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Follow us and you won't miss a thing. Uh, as usual, thanks for listening. And it's been really good talking about it. And I hope you enjoyed it. Leave a comment on Facebook and on uh, YouTube as well. If you like what we're doing, if you think we're complete twats, let us know. Because 
We haven't got a problem well, with that. There's going to be a lot well. of those people coming forward saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah but actually, we We don't need to be reminded. It's just going to be a like problem. reminding sometimes, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah quite maybe. I'll text you every day, Stu, just to let you know. Thanks ever so much. I hope you enjoyed this. Stay well, look after yourselves, and we'll be back next week with the babysitter. Goodbye.